from University Athletics. This is the Burnham Up podcast. Burnham Up is brought to you by McDonald's. Now let's join your host, Carmen Lastoria and Philip Tang. Welcome back to another episode of the Burnham Up podcast, brought to you by McDonald's. Philip Tang and Carmen Lastoria here with you, Carmen. We've made it to February, which means spring sports are finally here whether we're ready for it or not let's go yeah we're excited we're going to open it up this weekend so all of our spring sports will be in action baseball and softball and men's tennis will be at home um women's tennis have the weekend off have the weekend off right so normally they play together but it'll just be men's tennis and then lacrosse will be on the road we'll talk about lacrosse here in just a second but yeah it's an exciting time men's and women's basketball of course they're going into the final month uh, hard to believe it's already February, yes. final month yes. of the regular season, and they sit in really good position uh, in, in regards to postseason play. So, yeah, we're ready to rock and roll. Should be a great spring. Our guest this week, lacrosse player Brittany White, one of the decorated players for this lacrosse team, has been an All-American, an All-Region player, All-Conference player. So, very All everything. All everything, yeah. It's a very good way to start lacrosse. And I know you guys are ready for this season to get going. Oh, my goodness, yes. We've been revving up all fall, and here we go. Spring is coming in hot. All right, Brittany. So tell us about maybe the recruiting process. Obviously, you hail from Colorado, Colorado Springs. Mm -hmm. And so that's a little ways away. (laughs) We have had some student athletes recently from the Colorado area. But uh, take us through the process of coming to Lee. What did that look like? Yeah, so it kind of started really late. I was already in my senior year in high school. And I was kind of looking at a couple different places, wasn't really sure where God was leading me and all of that. Mm -hmm. And we have a friend of a friend who is like, hey, I played volleyball here at Lee, and I heard they're starting up a lacrosse program. You should go check it out. And I was like, well, okay, I've never heard of this place before, <laughs> but Tennessee sounds cool, so let's go give it a try. Turns out they were having a prospect day one of the weekends that I was free and able to come out here. And so I came out, and it was just crazy. Everything felt right. Yeah. The team already felt like family. Like It was just insane how everything pieced together and worked together, and I just knew that God was calling me here. And so here I am now, <laughs> four years later. It's yeah, kind of crazy. Yeah, I would say probably Coach Martin and Coach Mego's eyes got real big when they saw Brittany <laughs> at a prospect camp right. because not taking anything away from the prospect camp, but usually you don't aren't able to identify quite as successful and talented of a player uh, as Brittany. <laughs> so that's pretty cool. So, Brittany, you get here, mm-hmm. and then you guys are able to have immediate success. You, you were coming mm-hmm. into a program that was obviously still relatively new, but, but Coach Martin and Coach Mego have – done such a great job of changing that culture and so you came into a program though that that wasn't accustomed to winning so how gratifying was it to be able to kind of be a big part of that oh it felt so good and it was super cool because coming in I knew that maybe we weren't going to be a success right away but I knew I was coming into something that was going to build into something great and so I knew that there were some people who were excited looking forward to all the new freshmen coming in and getting to know all of them I knew we had some great talent um, and I feel like it all really turned around um, our freshman year, the UVA Wise game. We were on the soccer field for the first time, and it was just the best game ever. <laughs> like, that's when I felt like it really turned around, and we kicked it into gear, and that was the first, like, huge success for us. And so it was at that point that I knew we had really kicked it off and we're going to be something awesome. Yeah, I remember that game. I was broadcasting that game <laughs> on top of the, you know, uh, the platform there. The, the platform on top <laughs> yes. of the concession stand. Uh, and it was a night game under the lights. Yep. Really exciting, <laughs> really exciting moment. You talk about, you know, it was a fit coming in. You felt right away. But what were some adjustments you had to get into maybe in the cross game going from high school into college? Oh, man, there's a couple different rule changes that definitely 
turned everything around a little bit. I mean, on defense, the crease, you know, down with the goalies, you can't go into it in, in high school. And as a defender coming to college, like, you had to get used to being able to run through it and interacting with the goalies a little bit more. <laughs> and, I mean, I take the draw, and I feel like that was a whole different ball game coming into college and doing that. And I felt like I just stepped into it and was kind of learning along the way, and here I am now. <laughs> Now, you mentioned the draw. You are fantastic at draw control, <laughs> which you. is really a crucial part of the game, right? I mean, it's it's controlling the possession. So if you're <laughs> able to win draws on a regular basis, that really helps with momentum. So what's <laughs> been the key to you being so successful at the draw control? I'm going to be honest. I don't really know. It just kind of works out. I feel like I've it's done nice it. nice when that happens, <laughs> really, right? I don't know. It just works I don't out. I know. Super convenient. I mean, in high school, I put in so much work to be able to be as good as I was at that, and I felt like... I was kind of one of the main people there, too, who had to, like, really focus on that craft and nail it down. So it's not like it just happened. Um, but I put in so much work, mm -hmm. um, the technique, the wrist strength. I had to work on all of those things. And I could think kind of working on that in high school, I was able to bring that here and just build it up even more because there's way more competition out here. And I see way more different um, players and that have different techniques and I think I've kind of just fine-tuned that along the way just trying to figure out different people um, and figure out myself honestly sure yeah so there's been a lot of tweaking but I, I think I found the sweet spot <laughs> yeah Philip you look at her numbers from last year 39 goals 12 assists 51 points 130 draw controls so that's pretty impressive. uh yeah so how, how what process do you go to you know practicing and they just keep going re repetitive non-stop how do you go back fine-tuning your technique with that so a couple practices a week we'll do like wrist strength stuff so you take a ball on a stick and you're just out there flipping the ball just the small little things that build up those little wrist muscles um and we do that just do little wrist strength things some flips then you just start throwing it up in the air and going for it and it's kind of just the repetitive things doing it over and over and over is what helps you master it and so I think I've just done it a million times now. And I do the same thing over and over and over. Um, and I have some amazing girls who are equally as amazing as the draw than me in practice who push me so sure. hard. I mean, Callie Curtis, she's a freshman coming in this year. And she is amazing. She has pushed me so hard. And she's some great competition that, I mean, she helps me out so much in practice. Yeah, you mentioned, Brittany, you mentioned the UVA-wise game, but mm -hmm. uh, maybe in addition to that, is there another game that really stands out to you as one of your favorite moments so far? <sighs> okay, uh, last year, two years ago, I'm trying to remember, it's all blending together, but both the Young Harris, I think it was two years ago, the Young Harris and the UAH game where we just pulled those both through just barely, those were huge. I remember us screaming at the end of the game, <laughs> all going running at each other and freaking out because I think it was the UAH game. Last yes. year? Okay. Well, uh, two years two ago. Two years ago. <laughs> um, in 2021, and that okay. sealed, that, that sealed yes. the GSC regular season championship. Yes. And so that was kind of the culmination <laughs> of, as I mentioned, that new era with Coach Martin and Coach Mego of kind of getting to the pinnacle. And so to be able to do that, you know – Remember, for guys that were here, listen, when we first started it, right, and I have so much respect for those girls that were on that inaugural team because it was mm -hmm. just – they were dealt a tough hand. I mean, we were playing mm -hmm. a person down much of the year, and it was just – the sport was relatively new to everybody. And yeah. so you took your lumps and you took your meetings, and then just a couple years later – to be GSC regular season champs, mm -hmm. that was pretty cool. Oh, it was insane. And it was a late goal. Like, it was an exciting yes. <laughs> uh, Along those lines – team you like beating the most oh, 
Is there one that stands out? I know all the conference games. I are know but. that's a hard one. I feel like all the conference teams, but I feel like especially Young Harris and UAH, yeah. those two have been ones that when we beat them, it feels extra good. Yeah, right. You, I like you, it. You mentioned Callie Curtis, the freshman. The one exhibition you guys had a scrimmage you had against Rollins, mm-hmm. you had several freshmen play mm-hmm. some, quite a bit of minutes. Talk about. Besides Callie, some of the other girls have really stepped up as, as young players. Yes, there's also Noelle Harrington. Oh, my goodness. I love her. She is amazing. She has also stepped in as a midfielder this year, and she just dominates the field. I feel like she's done so well. She's mixed in so well, and she's just a force to be reckoned with down on the offensive end and on the defensive end. And um, Stella even, I don't know how to say her last name. I don't think anyone knows how to say her last name. But Stella, um, she is has been playing defense down there. She's been up at the top of the eight, working so hard, putting in the work every practice. And I feel like um, in all of our scrimmages, she's just been also a force that's been up there. So we have a few good freshmen that, oh my goodness, they're blowing us away. And transfers even. Sure. Um, they uh, McKenna and Maggie Luzier, they... The sisters, they're not twins, they're sisters, but they've also been huge impactful players that just came in this year. Well, it should be an exciting season. Bree, take us through uh, this question. So, uh, team needs a lift. Who's the person on the bench that's going to bring get the team up, keep the spirits oh my up, goodness. and keep everybody fired up? <laughs> oh. Hashtag fired up. <laughs> Lauren is so good at that. She's one of our seniors this year. Yeah. And, oh, my goodness, she has just been a rock from the very beginning. You can always just look over and know she's going to be there, pointing right at you, cheering you on. If you're down, she's the first person to come and lift your head up. It's just amazing. I love her and the rock that she's been throughout this entire time. And she's leading all the cheers and everything and teaching other people all the cheers. And that's just been super cool to have her there. I mean, all these four years, she's been the person to lift us all up. Yeah. You look at this year's schedule, it's a tough one once again. You've got the defending national champs coming in at the mm-hmm. end of February in Indianapolis. Just talk about through this non-conference schedule how that might help prepare you for the GSC. Yeah, I feel like... We definitely ramped it up a little bit this year. We got a few more tougher teams than usual, but I think that's great. Because, I mean, if you're playing people who aren't as good, you're not really learning anything. Right, sure. And so, I mean, playing these harder teams, it's going to get us just that much more experience. I mean, UND, they obviously won last year. I think that's going to be a great test of our skills. And, like, we really know what we're up against. And I'm super extra excited for that one because um, I know that's just where we lay it all out there and we see what we got. Yeah, you want to measure yourself up against the best, and so that should be very exciting. Well, Brittany, thank you so much for joining us here on the Burn Em Up podcast. (laughs) Very insightful. It's been a great uh, going into your fourth year now, correct? And so uh, you've just been, of course, an incredible incredible player for the Lee Lacrosse program, a big reason why uh, we've had the success that we've had over the last couple of years. So best of luck this year. It'll (laughs) all get started on Saturday in Greenville, Tennessee against Tusculum. Go score some goals. Let's bring (laughs) back a W. How about that? yeah. (laughs) We'll take a quick timeout as we hear from our sponsor, McDonald's. The Burn 'Em Up podcast is proudly brought to you by Smith Family McDonald's. Smith Family McDonald's is a proud supporter of Lee University Athletics. They have 10 locations to serve you. Sweetwater, Athens, Etowah, Okoy, and four locations right here in Cleveland on I-75 exit 20, 25, and 27. Madisonville and Ottawa locations as well. Smith Family McDonald's. Go Flames! Welcome back to the Burnham Up Podcast. Philip Tang and Carmel Astoria here with you. And Brittany's got a lot of enthusiasm for this season. And like we talked with her, we've got a lot of great freshmen coming in, Carmen, and a tough schedule. It's going to be a Great way to learn on the fly for a lot of these teams as we get ready for conference play. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I think you, you, you know, we mentioned it with Brittany, but you want to, 
you know, you don't want to play all the top right. teams, right? Like <laughs> right. you want to get some wins in there, but you also want to see where you measure up. And so, uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, all of our spring sports, I think we, we always play a competitive non-conference schedule. I mean, there's, you know, a lot of good Division two schools from the South Atlantic Conference right in our geographical yes. footprint from Conference Carolinas, the Peach Belt, the Sunshine State, of course, which is our in-region partner. Um, and so there's great competition around. And so, you know, all of our teams play, uh, you know, a very fair, tough schedule. And you want to because that puts you in better position when you try and get a regional bid. You know, an at-large regional bid, strength of schedule is a big factor as well. And so uh, I think our teams recognize that. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited to get it rolling. We look at this upcoming weekend, softball, you already mentioned, baseball, lacrosse, tennis, track and field, basketball, all going. So we've got a lot to cover here in a short little bit of time. We'll start with track and field. They spend part of the day, part of the weekend in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, and the other part of the weekend in Birmingham as they go to Wake Forest and South Alabama's meets, and we're setting fast times and high marks already yeah and trying to get ready for indoor gsc championship which will be in a couple of weeks february 14th and 15th down in birmingham and so i think the distance runners will be uh i think in birmingham is right, that right so. and then you'll have more of your uh more of the uh, sprinters and field events will be down in winston-salem so yeah they'll be separated a little bit but all of them working towards uh trying to meet provisional qualifying times for nationals and trying to prepare themselves to defend on both the men's and women's side those GSC indoor championships. So we're only a couple weeks yes. away now. Yes, and then baseball opening up at home against Lenore Ryan. Hillsdale. So be baseball against Hillsdale, softball right. against Lenore softball Ryan. Against baseball Ryan. taking a team out of Michigan. They're trying to escape the cold and come to Olympic Field and – Get a good three-game series in with the Flames. Snowbirds coming down yes. here, right? And so uh, they're going to come down here from Michigan. Talked to Coach Brew the other day. Listen, he said, you know, it's, they were about a 500 team last year. Uh, well coached, um, disciplined. He, he expected they'll, they'll be a good test for us out of the gate. So they're a good team. You have to play well in order to beat them. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think it'll be a good test out of the gate for the Flames over at Larry Carpenter Stadium. So uh, doubleheader starting Saturday at 1.00. Single game Sunday at 1, so make sure to come on out to Larry Carpenter Stadium. The rain is expected to move out, so I know if you're listening in the Cleveland, Tennessee area, you're like, man, there's been rain for what feels like Months. ages. <laughs> but that's expected to move out Thursday. We're expecting to have a dry, pleasant weekend. Temperatures, I think, are maybe even close to 60 there by the end of the weekend. Right. So it should be good temperatures to come on out and uh, check out the Flames, who are preseason ranked in the top 25. Yep. And number two Doing in the it. South region. Um only perennial power Tampa ahead of us. And so uh, number two in the GSC as yep. well. And so, listen, Coach Bruce, he likes where his team's at, and they're going to hopefully defend that GSC tournament yes, championship yes. that they won in thrilling fashion last year and hoping to get back to a region for the third straight year. And in this region, the South region, to get to a region three straight years <laughs> and not be named Tampa, that's right. pretty impressive because it's right. just a very tough – uh, competitive region, and so excited to get baseball going. Yeah, baseball might be in the toughest region in all of all the country. There's some really good conferences in different regions, right? But the, as a whole, this region is by far, I think, the toughest in the country. Yeah, so it should be a, a good challenge, and I think Hillsdale will present a good opening weekend challenge. And then, as you mentioned, it's softball taking on Lenore Ryan. That's another good challenge. You know, you know Lenore Ryan plays in the. Um, is South, it South Atlantic, yeah. South Atlantic, right? They're, they're in the SAC, so very competitive conference, uh, good program. and so it's They made a, the regional last year. They so. made a region last year in the southeast region, and so it's going to be a good test, I think, for our Lady Flames as well. I think both softball and baseball, 
you know, if they come out two out of three, I, that would be They'll a huge. Take that. They'll take that for sure. So softball will actually go Friday, Saturday. As of now, rain is supposed to move out, as we said on Thursday. So hopefully, the schedule will stay. Uh, Friday, three o'clock, single game. Uh, we'll be on the call for that. Uh, LeeUFlames.com uh, on the Lee Sports Network, and then their doubleheader will also be Saturday, uh, beginning at one o'clock. So. A weekend full of softball, baseball, and as we mentioned, men's tennis as well. Yep. well They're hosting up. Milligan, a little uh, NEI program just up the road. So good test for the men to get the season going. The women will open up next week as then the basketball teams, three straight games on the road. They start with Auburn Montgomery this weekend. And for the men, it's almost now to a must win if you want to host a GSC game in that first round. Well, everything is so was so compact on the men's side, and it so still unf- is. Uh, unfortunately, you know, you, the, the men went from first place, <laughs> and and it doesn't take much to drop, right? And so they lost a couple of tough ones to West Al and Alabama Huntsville, two teams that were right on their heels, and so positioning has switched a little bit there. But yeah, everything's still right in front of them but probably a much smaller margin for air now. To your Uh point, they need to go out and they need to get some some wins on the road here over these next three before they come back on the 16th to play shorter. And so, um, you know, Saturday's game against Huntsville was just one of those games shots didn't fall. You know, uh, credit Huntsville. um, But, you know, we had some open looks. We had some guys that typically knocked down those shots. They didn't fall. Uh, Huntsville made a few more plays there in the second half, got a few more rebounds. Uh, They dominated us on the glass, and they really – you know, we, we didn't shoot the basketball well, and I thought those were the two main uh, reasons why we weren't able to, to close that game out. And, uh, you know, then against West Al, that was a close game for much of it, and West Al pulled away late there. Just thanks to some free throws as we started fouling. Near the end you know, we, had, we, we fouled a lot. You know, they were able to get to the foul line and converted quite a bit there. And so, yeah, I mean, those were two games that, uh, you know, West Al – and Huntsville both, when they come into our gym, which, by the way, the crowd was fantastic. Oh, my goodness, yes. Both nights, uh, which is a fantastic crowd. So hats off to our students who showed up in force and the community that showed up in force. So it was a great venue, great environment. But, uh, yeah, West Allen and Huntsville both feed off of that. They like to come into our gym and win just like we like to go down there and win. So, uh, yeah, hopefully the men can rebound. But as you mentioned, Got a lot tighter there in the GSC standings. And so if you want to stay in the top four, which is essential because that means you get to host on Super Tuesday, February 28th, then you've got to take care of business on the road. The women dropped one to West Alabama, then rebounded and beat Huntsville. They're still tied for first place with Valdosta State. They do have the tiebreaker over Valdosta. So if both teams were to win out, Lee would have the tiebreaker over the Lady Blazers. But you can't four to drop to an AUM team here that's trying to get in that final eight spot. That There's a separation between the top four and then the next four and then the next four. There's those four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten teams are all real, real close between five and ten. Well, you know, it's like Coach Rose said the other day. There's no gimmies here. They ran into a team in West Al that was desperate for a win. And so West Al got the big win, then they turned around and lost to Shorter. Uh, so every time you go out on the road on Saturday at Auburn Montgomery, we're going to have to play well. We're going to get their yes. best shot. Um, you mentioned that we do own the tiebreaker against Valdosta State. A game, uh, a couple of games to keep an eye on. Valdosta will go um, will visit Christian Brothers and Union, I believe, right? Yes, They're on the can. road uh, against them. So that, that'll be interesting to see how that shapes out. That's a tough road trip for Valdosta. Union is right there, too. Right. I mean, we own the tiebreaker against Union as well. We'll play them again, though, uh, later in the year. But that'll be an interesting one to see. If Valdosta can make it through that road mm-hmm. trip, they'll be positioned pretty well, um, you know, going through the rest of the year as well. But, yeah, you mentioned it. 
you can look ahead, you can project, you can do all these things, and that's part of what we do on podcast right. and as the media. But you know, Coach Coach Rose said it: you've got to play good basketball night in, night out in this conference if you're going to win. It's a tough conference. It's a rugged conference. And so Auburn Montgomery is going to give them their best shot on Saturday. We'll have to play well in order to win that. Then we'll go take a tough trip down to Mississippi. We'll have to play well to beat Mississippi College and Delta State. So, you know, it was Shorter, Shorter proved, you know, they bounce back. They beat West Al. I mean, Shorter's a team that competes. <laughs> uh, you know, their record's, uh, you know, their record's not great, but, you know, they'll upset you if you don't come ready to play. So, um, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see how it shakes out talent-wise. You like where we're at. You feel pretty good about both the men's and the women's teams, but you got to take care of business, especially on the road. It's not easy to win in this league on the road, and so keep an eye on Saturday uh, and, and keep an eye on next weekend to see to see how it shakes out. Before we get to our fired-up moment of the week, this uh, we're recording this on February 1st, which is the 37th annual Women in Sports Day. So yes. we want to recognize and thank all the Lady Flames that have come before us that set – what we've got now, and then for the current athletes that are inspiring the next generation of Lady Flames, wherever those Lady Flames may be living right now. Yeah, it's a great point, Philip, and I'm glad we have a day like this. Listen, one of the things I'm most proud of being a part of the Lee Athletic Department is our, our commitment to women's sports. Uh, we have long dominated the landscape of women's athletics, both in the NAIA and now in the NCAA. We take a lot of pride in that. Uh, we funded our women's sports uh, even before, you know, it was uh, accustomed to athletic departments doing that. We have always put the same amount of resources in our women's sport as our men's sports, and we value our women's athletics, and, and that's shown. Um, and we've had so many great uh, women's athletes come through here, and so too many to name. Right. But, yes, it, as someone who has a daughter, as I have a six-year-old who goes to these games, who looks up to these girls, uh, I'm very proud of our Lady Flames. And so uh, Women in Sports Day, very important to us. Uh, in our department, we have, uh, we've had uh, several interns. Uh, Riley Rogers was my assistant last year, who was an excellent athletic photographer and former student athlete. Um, we've got several interns that have worked with us over the years, and so it's just great. Jordan Allison is a former intern and track and field star here at Lee. Now she is the SID over at West Alabama. So we're just really proud of, of that, both in our department, athletic communications, and our athletic department as a whole. Our Fired Up Moments of the Week, not much to choose from. There's only four basketball games and other sports are going on. You can step outside, I guess, the basketball games if you want. What is your Fired Up Moment of the Week, Carmen? Fired Up Moment of the Week. My Fired Up Moment of the Week was Saturday, and it was when Coach Larry Carpenter came into Walker Arena oh, to good, watch the nice. games. Uh, many of you know and many of you have been praying for him as he has been battling through cancer, uh, and he had surgery uh, a few weeks ago in Vanderbilt. That surgery, uh, the doctor's words verbatim couldn't have gone any better uh so coach carpenter is on the mend uh still getting his strength back but he wanted to make sure he was in walk arena for that big game against alabama huntsville and so to be able to have him there to be able to have him there feeling good and having uh the report from the doctor that said we don't think there needs to be any more chemo or, or any of that the surgery was success uh, it just feels right to have coach carpenter back in the building uh, for a big game like that and so uh coach we're praying for you and continue to pray for you but uh so glad that he is on the mend and, and able to come back here here and there as he continues his recovery yes for sure for me it was the crowd on saturday Absolutely. it was a huge crowd i mean 
He was pushing homecoming. I'm it was. To- I, I, I said that to somebody during the, you know, it was uh, Cleveland Youth Basketball League came out mm-hmm. in force. Um, the student section was the huge The student again. section was huge again, and it did. It had a very much like a homecoming feel. Uh, Huntsville travels well. Yes. It was a great, uh, you know, road crowd from Huntsville. It was loud. There was energy. It, it felt like a playoff yes. game, did it not? It did. I it mean, did. it really did. And I know we came off on the on the short side of it. But, yeah, it was a great atmosphere. It's what college basketball is all about. So I, I echo you on that yes, as well. It was by far the biggest crowd in the five or six years. You know, I was coming as Delta State employee. It was, never, it was big, but never that big. Right. On Saturday, it was packed. Like, there was barely seats at the top on the home side. Right. There was barely any seats available it was just a, a great afternoon of basketball absolutely and we you know we've got a couple of big home dates coming up on february 16th against shorter and then we'll wrap up with union on the 23rd and christian brothers on the 25th and hopefully a super tuesday game or two, two. on yes. the 28th and so still some opportunities for you to come out to walk arena but Man, when that place is full and that place is loud, it's one of the best venues in all of College Hoops. I I wholeheartedly agree. It's February. That means it is spring sports. Stay tuned to Lee U Flames for all the latest in terms of, you know, games time being moved due to weather. You you never know with the outdoor sports in the spring, especially early in February, what's going to happen. So stay tuned to Lee U Flames and on social media, Lee U Flames, Lee U Baseball, Lee U Softball, Lee U Tennis, Lee U Lacrosse, and all that for the latest Updates. That's going to do it. As always, we want to thank our sponsor, McDonald's. For Kamala Storia, I'm Philip Tang. We'll catch you next week.